Hello and welcome to episode 157 of the Dan York Report. I'm coming at you today from the SIP Network Operators Conference, or SIPNOC 2014, happening at the Hyatt Dulles Hotel in Herndon, Virginia. This is an annual event put on for the fourth year by the SIP Forum, an industry trade association for people involved with the Session Initiation Protocol, or SIP-based um, telecommunications. Basically, all of the people providing uh, voice over IP over the internet or over networks that are based on the SIP protocol. Now, this conference is a, uh, is a great one. I, I enjoy it. I've spoken at it each year. And it brings together the operators, the people who are actually deploying SIP-based IP telephony, IP communications. And it brings all of these different operators together in a room and provides an opportunity for them to learn from each other, to share, to experience information. Uh, in the Internet world, we have network operator groups, or NOGs, and some of my colleagues of the Internet Society spend a lot of time traveling around to these various different uh, network operator groups, talking to the operators and trying to learn from their experience on deploying the Internet side of things. This is the same kind of concept, only it's operators of telecom and IP-based telecom. You know, some of the sessions here, uh, some, many of them are related to security, which is of interest to me. Many of them are, in, you know, involving um, operational issues, billing systems, uh, compression systems, all sorts of different things around how to make um, telecommunications work over IP. You know, how do you do it? What's going on with peering? What's going on with databases for numbering? All sorts of interesting things. I was here um, to speak this time about TLS, which we, the protocol formerly known as SSL, and how we use that, how we can use that to secure um, SIP-based communication, telecom in, the, in IP. One of the interesting challenges is that SIP, the Session Initiation Protocol, is um, text-based. It actually, if you go back to the original RFC 3261 back in the late 90s, it was focused on basically being kind of like HTTP for voice. So it borrowed heavily from the concepts of HTTP and the web, including the fact that it's all unencrypted. Now, while HTTP has gone on to have HTTPS, that is TLS encrypted, SIP, uh, at, well, SIP has the standards for it, but it hasn't necessarily entered into common usage. Some people are using it, but, you know, very few in the true operational side. So I was there talking about some of the reasons for it, some of the advantages, some of the things we're seeing. You know, from an Internet Society perspective, we're certainly interested in increasing the use of TLS as a general means of strengthening the Internet against the kinds of massive, pervasive surveillance that we've seen revelations about over the past year or so. But more so, we're looking at how do we provide you know, pri privacy for people who are speaking on the phone. If you're using a SIP client, a, you know, some kind of VoIP client from a Wi-Fi cafe, how can you be sure that your conversations are not being recorded by somebody else who's right there? You know, if you're interacting with people, and not only from the encryption side, but there's authentication capabilities, ways to know that you are, in fact, connecting to the direct endpoints. So I had a great uh, conversation that was good. My session was about, you know, what's the potential for TLS? How could we use more of it? I also, of course, being who I am and working a lot with DNSSEC, spoke a good bit about Dane. Um, this mechanism for putting certificates or fingerprints of certificates into DNS, signing them with DNSSEC and providing an extra layer of trust on top of the certificate system that we use for TLS. Mainly because in the certificate system, this is for the web or for anything, you know, the challenge that we have is there's, you know, 1,000, 1,500 possible certificate authorities that could issue certificates for any domain name. And so you get into all sorts of issues, and we've seen these happen on a large scale where people have had forged certificates. So 
the main interest we have is with DNSSEC and Dane, we can provide a way to provide an extra level of trust of, you know, assertion around what certificate should people be using. So it was a good session. I had some great conversations with people who were very interested in learning more. I also had a fascinating discovery. I learned the reason why one company, one service provider who is using TLS from their uh, customer premise equipment, why they use it. It turns out they use it to bust through NAT boxes. I, I was sitting there just puzzled for a minute because I work with IPv6 mostly where we don't care about NAT anymore. But I, I was listening to what they said and, and here was the basic gist of it. They, uh, they just do SIP and they were doing unencrypted SIP um, just across from their boxes back to their, their hosted cloud system. And a lot of the NAT boxes, the, the home routers, the, the b things that people have in their homes, um, they are, in some of them, they are quote-unquote SIP aware or they know about that. And so they want to help SIP get across the, the, the NAT divide. And so they munge the SIP. They, they change the headers. They muck with it. And in doing so, they were breaking the connections back to this service provider's uh, cloud system. So what the service provider found was if they turned on TLS in the devices that they put onto the customer's system, the phones or the soft phones, whatever it was, then um, you know the TLS encrypted SIP would just be an encrypted stream going through the NAT device. And so the NAT device wouldn't touch it. It couldn't see the headers, so it wouldn't munge them which I just thought was a fascinating thing. Here we are with, you know, a NAT being a driver for adopting TLS for SIP. So it, that was an interesting thing that I'll be writing up and talking about a little bit more. There were some other things. Uh, and somebody who is using TLS as a way to authenticate the endpoint. So they're actually doing mutual authentication. They have uh, certificates in the, in the end devices, and they're using that as a mechanism to authenticate the end devices to the provisioning server so that they can ensure that the end device is in fact, you know, authorized to download the provisioning information that might have passwords and other things like that. So lots of good info, lots of uh, conversations. There was a security boff that went on until 9.30 or so last night where we were talking about uh, security and listing some of the real issues that service providers are having um, right now with uh, attackers and people primarily doing toll fraud and looking to route calls over the cheapest routes, whatever it may be. So it was all good. This uh, event, again, is SIPNOC. It's at sipnoc.org. And it happens, uh, the session is actually going on again today and tomorrow. I, I need to leave to head back home for some other events. But uh, it's a great, uh, great session. You can learn more about it at sipnoc.org. They should have the presentations up at some point, And there will be an event again next year, probably right back here at the Hyatt Dulles in Herndon, Virginia, and probably sometime here in the spring. So watch that for more info. That's all for now. You can find more of my writing and audio at danyork.me and other places around the web. And I'll put some info up in the show notes around uh, some links to some more information of what I was talking about here with TLS and VoIP and other things. Thanks again for listening and bye for now.